On this week's edition of Out of Bounds, we're going to the best and worst from week seven of the NFL, the NBA's top 75 anniversary team, who should have been left off the team, who should have been that person's place, and also, what would you do if you had caught Tom Brady's 600 touchdown ball? Would you give it back to him, or would you try to work out King's ransom for it? All this and more on this week's edition of Out of Bounds. Welcome to episode 24 edition of the Out of Bounds <laughs> Podcast. As you guys can see, we try something a little bit different, try to shake it up a bit. You know, I go by the name of the Delta Fashionista. Our man in the middle, Donnie, he's not here with us because he's sick this week. So our MVP, he's gonna be out for this week. So we wish him nothing oh, but the best and speedy recovery. But we got our guy, our young blood, Mr. Noah Austin. AKA third eye, aka Mr. Eurostep to your girl, and Mr. Cornrow Noli. Wait, hey man, sorry to Hey, I had to get the AI braid up. Since Donovan wasn't here, I had to step up my role in the show. You know, I had to get a little braid up before I came on. So, you know, I had to change it up a little bit. You know, it's getting cold, beards growing a little bit bigger. You yeah. Know? Gotta, that, gotta get that protective hairstyle in. Gotta make sure the afro come out nice. Yeah, that cornrow noli was was improvised, ladies and gentlemen. So if that was corny, then <laughs> yeah, cornrow. And he said, "But we we ball." He said, "Hey, we ball." It was a game win. But nah, I fuck with the cornrows. Hey man, so say like, how you been? How you been, my, my guy? Hey man, what's new? Living, you? surviving. <laughs> every I think every time I come on, I just say living, surviving, because like I really just be living, surviving. I just going to school, going to college, coming back. <laughs> That's it, man. I be coming back. We just had homecoming week at Georgia State. I'm mad at Georgia State. I'm gonna take. I'm gonna take a minute. This is this nasty city. This is nasty broadcast. Georgia State University. Finish your homecoming. Why are we in the city of Atlanta, and we got rich kids and maybe Waka Flocka, right? Clark Atlanta University had G Herbo, Twenty One Savage, Little Baby, Little Dirt. Dream Doll. They damn near have Rolling Loud at Clark Atlanta. And Georgia State was just like, maybe, you know, maybe we got rich kids. Maybe we got walking Flock. I don't know. It was it was disappointing. Me coming from HBCU, shout out Fort Valley State University, you know, saying the real blue and gold. At least they had Young Nudie. I came from HBCU where at least you going to get somebody. Georgia State just had nobody. and It was disrespectful. Everybody was in my Twitter bitches because I said the same thing. They're in my Twitter bitches talking about well, you want George State to be an HBC. No, I do not. It's just get someone that can perform that's decent that we care about. Like, but yeah, no. Nah. Besides Wait, so, uh, so now who performed again? I think they had like rich kids and then like walk a fly. If you're not from the city, you don't really know. If you're not from the south, at least, and you're not from Atlanta, rich kids, you don't really not gonna know who them niggas are. I'm gonna just keep it a beat. And then walk a flocka. Probably the, the only person you probably would know on the lineup. And that was it. And all these kids are like 18 to 21. They're like, why? Like, who is we don't care about these niggas. So, they don't fuck with hard in the paint. Hard in the paint. Cool. No, like, listen, why he performed that? 
I didn't go to the concert because I didn't care uh, to go to the concert. I didn't go. I don't think a lot of people went to the concert because no one wants to see them niggas. Like actually, Waka Flocka cool. I've I've seen I've met Waka Flocka. Waka Flocka cool. I go see Waka Flocka. I was just not in the mood. It was just I saw rich kids and you know any school that's a small school in the south. Rich kids is always gonna be there. Like Fort Valley State always had rich kids, so it's like I've seen rich kids like three times. I'm like I've already seen these niggas. I I don't want to see them again. Um. But yeah, I mean it's cool, but it just again, you have kids that are like eighteen to twenty-two. Like, if you want G Herbo, you want to at least Jack Harlow. Like Jack Harlow went to Georgia Jack State. Harlow. Like I would, I would be cool with Jack. I would, I would not. I, honestly, I wouldn't mind having Jack Harlow if it was just Jack Harlow. And Drewski came to like be Drewski. I'm cool with that because they both from. Well, he Jack Harlow is not from Atlanta. He's from Louisville, Kentucky, but. Jack Harlow does spend the bluegrass state, basically. But Jack Harlow do spend a lot of time in Atlanta, so like they could have just did better. I was just it was trash. So yeah, besides homecoming being trash, your boy been chilling, getting work done, living life, hold chilling. On, hold on, time. It's crazy. Like I just now realizing this. You, you go to Georgia State University. Yeah, <laughs> you just. <laughs> <laughs> The amount of times I've talked about, well, I've talked about Fort Valley State. I'll yeah, you want to talk about your HBCU? Yeah, I've talked about Fort Valley State. I've been talking about, yes, I would transfer from Fort Valley State. Bro, to that school State. is like a pipeline for true culture. For real? Yo, we got so many people at Georgia State University here. That's wild, because, hey, man. They, I, yeah, that's like Georgia our State. Factory. That's your factory? Yeah, I'm I'm, I'm, I'm semi in the factory because I <laughs> I'm semi in the factory. I still went to Fort Valley. I ain't fully, I ain't fully uh, I'm fully immersed in the George Stateness, but it's cool. It's all right. Yeah. Speaking of, right, let's go on to <laughs> like week Speaking seven. Right, week seven, kind of lackluster. If you ask me, yeah, man, like, especially for me as a Ravens fan, like we got to ass whoop. <laughs> <laughs> it's just man. We, we got our ass with like, now. <laughs> like since like since they killed us, man. 41-17. Like the defense didn't uh-huh. show up. Offense all those sluggish. So I know we do like best and worst. So I'm gonna just start with the bad, work my way up to the good. My worst uh-huh. of the week is my Baltimore Ravens. You know, we did not like we did not play up to expectations. It looked like we were just looking forward to the bye week because this week eight is our bye week, you know. Get some time to get some players, you know, without nursing banged up some injuries, get them fresh and ready, hopefully for week nine. Guys like Derek Wolf. I know Jimmy Smith is a little nagged up right now. Um, we just got back with Rashad Bateman. You know, he played two games for us, you know, we're trying to work him into the offense and all that. And Lamar, like Lamar's a little bit carrying us. <laughs> By a thread. <laughs> <laughs> him and just him and our kicker Justin Tucker, like God knows what we would be without them two dudes, man. So, uh, hey man, that man got super glued for the Ravens. That man is holding y'all together. He is trying his hardest. Yeah. He's trying his hardest to not let y'all fail at all. He's like, nah, because honestly, with the Ravens, if the Ravens fail, it's all gonna be on Lamar Jackson back. Like he is this terrible sure. player. So, like, and plus the media. Like, and plus the media seem to hate him anyway. Like Stephen A. Smith, like always talking shit on the mall. So like Stephen A. Smith oh, turned into a, a house a house slave because I don't understand what he be doing no more. It don't make no sense to me. I mean, I don't. I I, I hear you, but 
But I, I'm careful with using the term with kind of Steve A. Smith and also Jason Whitlock, who also get kind of like placed in that Jason. whole uncle. Uncle Ruckus. Oh, type no. Jason Whitlock, he's a super Uncle Ruckus. That man is like he Uncle Ruckus himself would be like, yo, you doing too much. Like, I didn't know you was but, like this. But I would say this though, guys like Steven A and um Jason Willard are necessary. They're necessary That's in the true. black community and in black sports media. Cause they offer like a counterpoint in regards to like what's deemed to be like the status quo. Among black um, media analysts, would come down to like covering the NBA on the NFL. Mm-hmm. They also want to side with the black man, side with the black sister, and one. And although like we want uniformity in that regard, but it's always great to get like some some countering perspectives from people that look like us, you know. So yeah, I, I think, think Stephen Smith does a good job at that too. He definitely has his own opinions. It's not like just black, like you said, a uniform. A concise, like, oh, this is what we're like. He definitely like, you know, the weed jokes where he's like, lay off the weed, lay off the weed. Yeah, like you would expect like a black ass, but yeah, it's just weed. But he's like, no, like you're a professional athlete, though. So, like you said, I mean, honestly, from that perspective, yeah, you know, you do need a, you know, an antagonist, or not. I want to say antagonist, but you do need a different, a different perspective to kind of go off of. Because every if every black ass is just like, yeah, okay, that's a they all agreed, then you know what's the difference between everybody if we all just uniformly yeah. agree to this one yeah. thing. That's where dialogue starts when everybody agrees. Yeah, know, like, I mean, like, look at this show, fans. We don't always agree on every single topic. No, you know, like my best player in the NBA might be different from your best player in the NBA. You know, who I think belongs in the NBA top 75, more on that later, might be different than who you might <laughs> yeah, no. You know, so yeah, I mean it definitely adds it has a different dynamic. I think that's you know, I think that's needed. So Stephen Smith, he's like he is bubbling on that line of like Uncle Tom. Cause I've heard a lot of people call him like yo, he's an Uncle Tom now. And I was like, ooh. <laughs> I was just yeah, like, like mm. but hey, Stephen Smith, I fuck with you, you know what I'm saying? I ain't gonna say you that bad, you know. I'm not gonna, you know, I ain't gonna do all that. But people say it, you know, the streets talking. It's, it's not good, you know. Say the streets is talking and say you kind of up the top. I'm just relaying the message. <laughs> I'm just relaying the message. It's not my opinion, you know what I'm saying? <laughs> oh man. But week seven, I would say the worst performers. I think New York Giants, not Giants, Jets. Whew, oh yeah, Jets. That, that was gonna be if I didn't say my word, that was gonna be mine <laughs> because like goddamn Zach Wilson gonna be out for a few weeks. They had to. Trade for Joe trade Flacco, for Joe Flacco. A quarterback that they had last year. And they just had to trade to bring him back for Zach Wilson. Uh, Joe Flacco was probably like laughing, like, that. Y'all think y'all just go bring me back? And we go act like that didn't happen. Like, we just go act like y'all didn't trade me away to get this kid who just got injured. All right, cool. But yeah, no, Jets. Yeah, mess. All I can say is just sell the team at this point because what, <laughs> what, what is what's their purpose? Like, was the Jets like. I mean, even a vaccine suck. Hate the Johnson. For those that don't know, the Johnsons on the New York Jets. The same people that make Johnson and Johnson's baby oil. That and makes Johnson a lot of sense. Johnson's vaccine. This makes a lot more sense. Same owners. Oh, it's so. all making sense now. It's all kind of <laughs> you know going together. But like, yeah, y'all should be terrible. Like, if y'all are good, it's like, but the vaccine is it? I don't. I don't it's crazy. It Cause I got, on, I literally got on gang green just cause you know this is not a just hoodie, but I know yeah. it's the exact same colors. 
Hey man, same man. But <laughs> but yeah, no, worst performance. Definitely the Jets. Like, I just think at this point the Jets are cursed. I'll I just think they are. I they can't keep a good quarterback. They just can't keep a good quarterback. It seems like they can never really have a good cohesive just team that just plays and like clicks. Um I don't even think it's a head coach. I don't even know if I don't even know what the problem is. Like last year with Adam Gase. It was, oh, the coach is terrible, which he was. Okay, cool. We got a decent coach now. You got a high draft pick quarterback. That was the roster. The roster is terrible. I mean, yeah, they don't have any receivers. I mean, you have what? No, no, they do. Elijah Moore, Corey Davis. um, Denzel Mims. Denzel Mims, Jameson Crowder, Braxton Berrios. Yeah, they got a good crew. We love we'll to have an episode where we just try to help the Jets because that's a whole episode in itself. Like, just try to debunk why are they so bad is a whole episode in of itself. But yeah, worst performance, Jets. Like, you made the Patriots look like they had Tom Brady again. So I don't know what to tell you because <laughs> that was just that was terrible. I did. I probably watched like five minutes and I was just like, yeah, this is just that. I don't care about this. But because right. the Chargers have a bye week, so. I was like, yeah. Now, okay, so who would you say like, all right, that's not your worst. Who's your like? Who's your best performance? Would you say from week seven? It could be a best. team, it could be a player. Like, who's the best performance? Best performance, Cardinals. So I'm, I'm, I'm not on the Cardinals bandwagon, but I think the Cardinals have been. I always say the Cardinals, like, because every podcast, every episode we've had, I've always like, yo, Cardinals, Cardinals, Cardinals. And I always say that because, like I said, I think a podcast. You've got on Cardinals, right? <laughs> I really do. Hey, shout out to the Arizona Cardinals. I'm not a bandwagon. Or anything. I just fuck with Kyler Murray. But like I said, when they drafted Kyler Murray, I was like, give him two years, and he's gonna because he just need to get acclimated. Because again, you're an undersized quarterback with a team that was rebuilding. I was like, yeah, give Kyler Murray and the Cardinals like two years. I think I tweeted that somewhere. I'm about to go find it. <laughs> if you don't follow me, I'm the No Awesome on Twitter. But plug yourself, young blood. Hey man, I'm trying. You know what I'm saying? We talk about sports on their fashion. You know what I'm saying? A little something, something. But I think I tweeted. It was like, yeah, give Kyler Murray two years, and they're probably going to be playoff bound. And I think that's what we're seeing now is Kyler Murray's being comfortable. He's on a comfortable team with a good coach, a new coach. Well, not a new coach, but a younger coach, a pretty decent squad. He has a lot of weapons. Like, I didn't even know AJ Green was on the card. I didn't think he was still playing. They have yeah. AJ Green. I was like, he found the phone youth over there. They really got, and then they got, they just got Zach Ertz from the Philadelphia for some reason. Why they gave up Zach Ertz, I don't know. But Kyler Murray has all the weapons. He has a, he's a good offensive line. Like, this dude's like, oh, I'm good. So, yeah. Shout out yeah, to the Cardinals. They decent. I still think the Rams are the best team in that division. And and yes, I'm division. biased. And yes, I'm biased because I'm a Rams fan too. But um, either I'm I'm not that biased because the Rams are my best from week um seven. My best from week seven is actually the Cincinnati Bengals, the team that beat my Baltimore Ravens because that was a statement game. That was a statement game because the Cincinnati Bengals they're what right now they're five and two, yeah, and they lost two, and they lost. Two games by what I think a combined six points or sixteen points, something like that. It's it's between six to sixteen points. Um, uh, for those of you out there when you watch this video, y'all can feel free to comment. And let me know which one it falls on, but I know it's right in the middle between those areas. But Joe Burrow, amazing game. Jamal Chase, dudes look like the rookie of the year right now. 
He's one of the, he's one of the, the lead, top leads in receiving yards, touchdowns. He's killing it. You know they got still got T Higgins, Tyler Boyd, Joe Mixon. The defense again after the quarterback they got like more sacks right now through what seven games than they had all the last year. So I just feel like it's their time. You know and that was a statement performance because because Baltimore has owned them for the past three years. Lamar Jackson never lost a game in the month of, of, of October. So. You got they came in Baltimore and walked us at home. That's my best of the week. No, I mean that's a good. I mean that's a good best of the week because the Bengals have been the la- I would say the laughing stock of the league for years. Like I remember when I was like in elementary school and they were still bad. Like the, it's been a while that I saw the Bengals in somewhat of a good light in the media and a decent record at that. So. You know, hats off to the Bengals in getting a, a team and a squad that uh, that wants to play and has pride in, you know, playing for the Bengals because there's been years I've seen – there's been seasons I've seen, like, just – they it's like they don't care. They're just – they just show up. Like, they just don't care about this anymore. It's just – they're just there. It's just like, oh, I, I do this on the weekends and I get paid for it. That's kind of – that was, like, the energy they were given a couple years ago. So, you yeah. know – if Domin listens, he's gonna he's, he might laugh at this, but the Cincinnati Bengals for the past couple of years they have been the Philadelphia 76ers. They went through the process, like they sucked for a while because they want to get like these draft picks, and and look at it, it's working out in their favor. They got the yeah. they got their quarterback. And Donovan, if you're listening, it's working because they trust the players and they build around them. Yeah. That's how it works when you and draft coach, players. And the coach is not throwing players under the bus. Egg. Exactly. We're, we're looking at you, Philadelphia 76ers. We're looking at you because this is what happens exactly. when you actually you, care about exactly. your players. Sure. <laughs> <laughs> Yo, so oh, man. Philly, you'll never get invited to the 76ers game. <laughs> man, man, fuck Philly. <laughs> Straight like that. No, 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 no. Hold on, hold on. Because yeah, because yeah, yeah. You I, I, know, I know so cool. The dream chase is gonna come out. I know so cool feeling. Shout out to King Saladin. You know, like he always, like he's part of the Tuck family. Like one of the dopest artists out of Philly. You know, he's dope and shit. So I don't mean just like you say. I'll say this though. Fuck Philadelphia. The Philadelphia 76ers. How about that? Yeah. Because yeah. the fact that my my favorite player, my dude, who made the NBA top seventy five. Allen Iverson, the fact that he does not have a front office position with that organization or he's been advocating for it for the longest. Like, how did you have a role for Allen Iverson? And he basically held you held y'all down post Dr. J. Basically, you know what I mean? He kept them rolling. Yeah, I haven't been to a conference finals since AI left. Yeah, yeah. alone the NBA finals. Yeah, wait, like, come on, they, man. They have been to a conference finals. They played the Raptors. Not conference semis. Conference semis. Oh, we did. Yikes, man! Shout out to Toronto. <laughs> shout remember, out to what, Toronto what, remember when Kawhi hit that shot and it like bounced hey, off man. the rim and then like the that whole was, building just went quiet. That was my screen for a while. And then Joel and B was crying off the court. But he had his girl, bro. You know, you know how devastating <laughs> this man was. He had his girl walk with him to the locker room to check. You know how devastated you gotta be. To be a pro basketball, your wife, your girl got to come into the talk about, yo, you got to go get dressed. 
they got to you out of church. Like, this man was literally devastated. And I loved every minute of it. Shout hey, out that's to- a shitty way to lose. Shout out to Kawhi Leonard. Shout out to the Raptors. Shout out to the 416. Uh, yeah, no, because that was amazing. And I loved every minute of it. He, yeah, that was amazing. Yeah. Loved it. But uh, speaking of the NBA's um, 75. No, actually, speaking of disappointments, the NBA 75. Okay. <laughs> okay, good go. story. That's a good story. Because as I mentioned, my guy, Allies, is one of the 25 newest players to make the list. Um, I was under the mindset that due to – because the first um, – the 50th anniversary team came out in about, what, 1997? You know, that's when you had guys like um, Bill Walton, uh, Will Chamberlain, Bill Russell, MJ, George Gervin, Elgin Baylor, all those legends. Even a young Shaq was on the team. And Shaq only played like, what, three, four years at the time he was on the team. You know, so, um, so yeah, so basically like, those guys all made the team. So you think, all right, cool, like we're in the new generation. You got you got your AI, you got your Kobe's. Your T Max, your Vince Carter, your Dwight Howard, your LeBron, D Way, Steph Curry's. So you think, okay, well, like some of these old heads are gonna end up off the list. No, that did not happen. That did not happen. And so, ladies and gentlemen, if you guys do not know the full roster of the NBA's um, um 75th anniversary team, here it is as follows. Here are all of the names, right? One, we have Kareem Abdul-Jabbar. Would you say he deserves to be on the team, though? It... I know you ain't seen him play. I'm really putting you on the spot. <laughs> nah, you put a young kid on the spot because I've never seen him. I didn't even see Michael Jordan play. But Kareem. But, oh, God, I feel old. <laughs> no, because I, I literally, I've, I've never, I, to this day, my, I always say my Michael Jordan was Kobe Bryant. Not to say that Kobe what is better than Mike, because everyone's like, oh, Kobe, he <laughs> is like, just chill out. episode I'm, one of the Out of Bounds podcast where we had that debate, Jordan oh, versus man, Kobe. Me, yeah, but I think growing up for me, wh- whoever who gave me that sensation that my dad got from watching Mike was Kobe Bryant. So for me, I grew up watching Kobe and LeBron. I never grew up watching Mike, so I can't really speak. I've seen him play, but I can't. But I haven't. I've seen him right. play, but right. whatever. I, Kareem, I'll, t- I'll tell you this about Kareem: he's the NBA's all-time leading scorer. Okay, all-time leading scorer, and he's won at every level: high school, college, NBA. Like he's a six-time NBA champion, so he has as many rings as MJ. Okay. You know, he brought the Milwaukee. He helped bring the Milwaukee Bucks their first championship. Giannis, 50 years later, and his crew brought the second. Mm-hmm. And he's one of the, like, the greatest big men in Laker history as well. I think he deserves to stay. I think okay. I think he deserves to stay. All right. So, all right. So, um, me being like the old head, I'm going to – I see most of these guys play. So, basically, I'm going to be like the consensus. Like, I'm going to say Ray Allen definitely deserves to be. Giannis, without question, deserves to be. Melo deserves to be Nate Tiny Archibald, straight out of New York. He deserves to be Paul Arizon. He's one of those dudes that played in the 1950s, but he has solid numbers. So I'll say, yeah, uh, I don't know. It's just, I think, I think, I guess, what a lot of people like, I guess, casuals or like people like that that look at the list and you see like Paul Arizon is like, yo, who, yo, dog, who is that? <laughs> like, who's Paul Arizon? Like, if we all 2K, it's like, I, didn't he play for the Warriors? 
He played for somebody. I think he played for the Celtics, if I'm not mistaken. I swear he played for the Warriors. I think I'm wrong. What of us? I think you think of. I think you think about Rick Barry. Maybe. He played for the Warriors. But now, nah, cause I only go off two K. But yeah, oh, nah. oh wait, hold on, hold on. I think you're you're right. I mean, hey, you're right. This twenty one oh, year old knows something. I'm, hey man, I know my basketball. He played for the Philadelphia Warriors. Your boy knows something. Look at me. I know what I'm talking about. Maybe a that, little bit. That NBA 2K played off. <laughs> hey, 2K. Hey, 2K be putting niggas on game. I'm just gonna keep you being without 2K. I don't know. The so, part yeah. isn't. He averaged. He averaged about 23 points per game for his career. First career. Time. Okay. Yeah, he deserves that. <laughs> this man was dropping 23 <laughs> consistently during a time when there was no three point line. So. That means yes. that means that man was driving to the damn. Yeah, no. Nah. Okay, he heard this part. I'll give him his credit. Charles Barkley. I know people think of Charles Barkley as this funny fat dude inside the NBA, but he was a he was a beast. So if you love Zion Williamson's game, that's who Charles Barkley okay. was in his prime. So Barkley definitely, Rick Barry definitely, Elgin Baylor definitely, Dave Bing. He done so much for the Detroit community. He even, I think he even he was a mayor in Detroit. He also Man. put up 20 in the game, so yeah, he Anyone deserves it. be a mayor of Detroit. <laughs> I'm sorry. Hey, it was easy. It's too easy. Shout, shout out to Detroit. I love Detroit, but that was too you hear, You hear that, Eminem? There's hope for you. Hey, yo, chill. Yeah, I don't even like Eminem, so okay, whatever. You know, it's Big Sean. That's, uh, that's one of Noel's favorite. I'm not Noel. Shit, you know. Oh, Donovan's wow, favorite wow. rapper. <laughs> wow. Are we surprised it's one of Donovan's favorite rappers? Like, this is a surprise at all. It's like. Nah, but if we got Detroit rappers, Big Sean, Side the Baby, Royce the Five Nine, I know my peoples. So shout out to Detroit. I if Detroit. I was if I was a white man, that would have been racist. <laughs> I guess so. I mean, all he because does is rap. Like all, all black. Nah. When am I playing? All he say is when am I playing his music? I know this is not a music podcast, but what is the appropriate time to play Eminem's music? I can't play it when we drive. My friend put it on the car. We were driving somewhere. My name is like I didn't want to listen to that. Like, what is this for? Like, put up Pooh Shice, you're like little Yachty, or like little baby, little Dirk, G Herbo, nigga, something. I play West Coast music. Like, who lists? Like, I don't know. Eminem, I just gotta, I gotta be dead with Eminem. Maybe I'll interview him, interview him one day, talk to him about it, but I don't know. I just never was an Eminem person. Like, that shit, they just rap fast, but okay. Yeah, man. Larry Bird, Kobe Bird. Larry Bird, definitely. Kobe, yeah. definitely. Will Chamber, definitely. Bob Cousy, definitely. Dave Cowens. Uh, Billy okay, say man. Billy Cunningham, yeah, he was known as I think Kangaroo Jack or something like that. Yeah, I don't know that. Like, nigga. Like, I'm, I'm gonna hold you. I don't even know that nigga. <laughs> he played for Philly, that. and he was also the head coach at Philly at one point. Steph Curry, okay. without question. Anthony Davis. All right, now this Ugh. is what I'm gonna pause. I think it's too <laughs> I was about to say. I think it's too early for Anthony Davis to be on the scene. Yeah. Yeah, I think Dwight Howard can take Anthony Davis' spot, and I'll be okay with that. See, I, Dwight Howard definitely deserves to be on this team, but I wouldn't necessarily say that he should take Anthony Davis' spot. There definitely is an old head who I feel he whose spot he should take. But Anthony Davis, I mean, like, if you're judging based off just talent alone, then okay, yeah, but I feel like, you know, he does not have, like, all the accolades, per se, to, like, justify him being on this list. But it's just, like... I mean that. I mean that was the argument I was gonna say because I was gonna just ask you like, what really has Anthony Davis done besides being an athlete, a stretch five or a stretch four? 
Like, what I'll has say, he done besides being that? I'll say this in, regard, in this regard to Eddie Davis. Like, this is the Shaquille O'Neal slot. He got the Shaquille O'Neal's position this year. Because I remember when the 50th anniversary team came out, I was like, what, six years old? And Shaq was on the team. And Shaq only played like three years in the NBA. Three full seasons in the NBA when that list came out. So basically, if you look at Shaq Post when the list came out, that's when he won the MVPs. He won three, four championships, you know, three finals MVPs with the Lakers. So I feel like Andy Davis, like him having a spot on this team right now, it's kind of like force. They're basically foreshadowing what he's supposed to do for the rest of his career, in a sense. So that's how I look at it. But his spot right now is questionable, considering some of the names that are not on this list. But um, basically, I could – he's one of those names that I, like, I'm not going to argue saying nah. Like, out of all the names, like, he's the one that's the most questionable because he's not. I mean, it's it's definitely it, – I think for me it raises an eyebrow. And it's like just to question, like, why is he here? Like, because even when I was going through the list and I looked at his name, I was like, why? I was just like, it was, it's not to say that he's not good or he's not good enough to be here. It's just, I don't know. Like you said, I don't think he's done enough or his accolades, he doesn't have enough accolades just yet to to be in this, to be in that position. So, yeah. Next player, Dave DeBusher. He played for the Detroit Pistons and the New York Knicks. He won two championships with the Knicks. Um, Eight time All Star, career 16 points per game, score 11 rebounds per game. Um, less than three assists per game. Um, I'll say with, in this regards with Dave the Butcher, like I think that his spot could be up for grabs because uh, I just feel like with the influx of Tata came and post him, there's been plenty of players that has put up much better numbers and has just as great accolades. I feel like Chris Bosh should have his spot. Yeah, Chris Bosh when he played for the Raptors was a menace. Yeah, yeah. And he won, yeah. and he won a, a couple of chits with the Miami Heat. Yeah, you know, so I feel like Chris Bosh, I'll take him over Dave the Butcher. So he, Dave the Butcher, I know he made the 50 anniversary team as well, but I feel like you know, like I said, this influx of new talent, I just feel like his spot should definitely be swapped for somebody else. Clyde you know, the slide. Clyde the slide. You mean Clyde the glide? <laughs> I'm 21, man. <laughs> Let me have this. Like, I'm 21. I can mess up. I didn't see this nigga play. I just remember my dad would always talk about Clyde the Clyde Drexler. I my yeah. dad would not. He, my dad. I know. I only know big men because my dad always talked about. So like Clyde, Clyde Drexler, Clyde Drexler. He's he's definitely it. Tim Duncan, greatest power sure. all time. Kevin Durant, definitely best player right now. Yes. Dr. J, definitely. Patrick Ewing. Definitely. Walt yeah. Clyde Frazier, definitely. Kevin Garnett, definitely. George Gervin, definitely. One of the greatest scorers of all time. Um, Master of the Finger Row. Hal Greer, yeah. James Harden, yeah. John Havlicek, yeah. Elvin Hayes, yeah. Al Iverson, yeah. Magic Johnson, yeah. Sam Jones, Celtics legend, yeah. MJ, yeah. Jason Kidd, yeah. Kawhi Leonard, Yeah. Another Anthony. Oh, wow, that was a slow year. Yeah, because I had to think because like um he's he's very injury prone. But he's, he's influential. 
Because he did take my Raptors to a he championship. Is. He literally changed he the whole trajectory of the Raptors in one season and then left. He changed two trajectories because, like, this man, he's supposed to be the franchise player for the San Antonio Spurs. They haven't made the playoffs since he left. He was a finals MVP with the Spurs. Basically, he put a halt to the to a potential Miami Heat 3P. And like you said, he's basically, he's 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 a one-year Toronto legend. Because he, he really, like, the, the chip. Yeah. Because everyone was looking like, because when he left, you're like, oh, yeah, he could retire the number two. And I mean, like, Definitely I don't think anyone would really be mad about that because, like, yo, he took a year. Again, to, San Antonio, he, they put him in Toronto because they thought, oh, we're going to put him in the worst position possible. And this nigga fuck around and won a championship. Like, he wasn't even, like, trying. He's just like, oh, okay. And he just won a championship and then left. So, yeah, he's, he's low-key a Toronto legend. Like, <laughs> he's not even Loki, like Ike. Like he's the only Raptor yeah. to get a to get a, to get a chip. But so he, I say Kawhi. Like it was a slow year, but looking back at it, like if he never plays another game in this league, he's definitely a Hall of Famer. Definitely a Hall of yeah. Fame talent. So he, and if Dave DeBusschere is here, then Kawhi needs to be here. Too. Oh, for sure. Carl Malone, definitely. Yeah, Moses Malone. Who's the better Malone between the two Malones? They're not related. <laughs> but most wow. Malone, yeah. Pistol Pete Maravich, one of the coldest white dudes ever playing the NBA. Like, you, they got like all these crazy behind the back passes and all that. Pistol Pete, he was the first to do that shit. So he was basically white chocolate before white chocolate. Gotcha. Exactly. Oh, shout gotcha. out to you for knowing who white chocolate Jason Williams bro, is. That he, bro, I go like his jersey was hard. Cuz were 55 and it was like purple and black with the Kings. That joint was yeah. hard. And cuz he do the elbow pad. I know again, I know a little bit. I may be 21, but I know something. I'm not <laughs> I'm not the disillusional 21-year-old. Yeah, and you de- and you correct and you corrected me with Paul Arizon. Like you said he was a he played for the Warriors, and you was right. So again, shout out 2K. They doing the real work. <laughs> Bob McAdoo, most definitely. Kevin McHale, one of the sickest post moves. So definitely deserves to be on. George Mikan, one of the first great um, Laker legends, even though he did with the Minneapolis Lakers, but he's one of the first great Lakers big men, so he deserves to be here. Reggie Miller. I was cool with Reggie Miller being on this list at first until a player who's like a perfect comparison to him wasn't. But since I'm basically redoing this list, and if my guy, who I think is a better Reggie Miller than Reggie Miller, is not on this list, who I'm going to put on this list, I feel like the original should also be on this list. So Reggie Miller should be on – he's on my list, my new list. But for this list, I would have took Clay Thompson over him because Clay Thompson is a better Reggie Miller than Reggie Miller. Would I know Reggie Miller – would you say Clay Thompson is more efficient? Not, I wouldn't say efficient, but getting yeah. consistent or like what? No, I think what for I'm you not, makes him a little bit better than Reggie Miller. Well, I'll say about Reggie Miller. Like Reggie Miller, he has some crazy moments. I mean, this dude scored like what twelve points, fifty points, like um eight seconds or some shit. Where he played, they played oh, against yeah, the Knicks. Yeah, like like he has some crazy moments, but also Tracy McGrady had crazy moments too. And he's not on this list. Yeah, I was like, T-Mac ain't on here. But the reason why I said Clay Thompson is a better Reggie than Reggie because Clay Thompson could get hot just as easy as Reggie. Like, this man, Clay Thompson, scored 60 points in three quarters with less That's than 15 easy. dribbles. That's not easy. 
Like, he's just catching shoes. Like, and, he, and this man basically, because remember, Warriors played the Thunder in the Western Conference Finals. This man saved their season. Saved their season and basically literally played a part in KD leaving OKC to jump to Golden State the very next season. Cause they was cause OKC was up three one and then Clay Thompson had that damn. Yeah. That's what I'm saying. Uh, drop a spot. So yeah, I'll say Reggie, you deserve a spot for being a pioneer of, you know, like the the three point assassin. But I'm not happy the fact that Clay Thompson's not on this list. So that's what that's what I'll that's what I'll say. Earl the Pearl Monroe definitely deserves to be here. Steve Nash definitely deserves. My God, Dirk Nowitzki, the greatest European player in NBA history. Well, until Jan's Antenna Cooper came along, <laughs> but Dirk definitely deserves to be on. Hakeem, greatest center ever, definitely. Shaq deserves it. Robert Parrish. So the thing with Robert Parrish is. He's kind of like the Cal Ripken of of basketball. It's so, and what I mean by that is like kind of like he's like an Iron Man because he plays so many seasons. Like the man literally started his career in the seventies, and his career ended towards the end of the nineties. That's how long he played. And yeah, um, he a different breed. Yeah, and he 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 was a great player, great player for sure, but um. Shout out to for his longevity, but I think that I could come up with some other names that could take his spot. But he, but for right now, I say he's good because he's not the most glamour name that I'm like, oh my god, like this dude, he gotta get up, get off of it. Like he's not that, you know. But I just feel like he's got the recognition that he has, just the fact that he played over twenty years in the NBA more than anything else. Okay, Chris Paul. Yeah, I know you know how I feel about Chris Paul. <sighs> we know. He definitely deserves to be here. He definitely deserves to be here. Gary Payton, the glove, definitely. Bob Pettit, one of the original Hawk legends. He deserves to be here. Paul Pierce, the truth. I know people like to clown on Paul Pierce for his takes and all that and how he got fired from ESPN from the whole IG live shit. But Paul Pierce was literally the truth. Like, so he definitely deserves to be here. Oscar Robinson, the original Mr. Triple Double, he's here. He deserves, he's on the 50th anniversary team. He's on the 75th anniversary team. He deserves to be here. David Robinson, one of, he definitely deserves to be on this list. Basically, he was a bridge between George Gerber and Tim Duncan in regards to like Spurs legends. So he deserves to be here. Dennis Rodman, I have a problem with Dennis Rodman being here. And I'm going to tell you why. Because Dennis Rodman is basically just the, a superstar role player. You know what I mean? And if you're going to have Dennis Rodman here, then you have to have Ben Wallace as well. And Ben Wallace is not I was gonna, I was going to – I was literally thinking about Ben Wallace, like that Ben Wallace isn't here. That's I literally was thinking about that like when we were talking – like talk, because, talking through these. Because Rodman wasn't a scorer. He wasn't a scorer. He was just a tremendous, tremendous rebounder. He was athletic Amazing. hustler. That's what he was. Exactly. <laughs> An athletic hustler was. That's what Dennis Rodman was. Yeah, that was architect. And his, the, his highest points per game was eleven point six, and that was his sophomore year, eighty seven, eighty eight. So he's he's a crazy rebounder. Crazy, like you gotta give him that. He's a crazy rebounder. Oh no, like, for he, sure. He'll get like you boards. 
<laughs> yeah, like dude almost averaged like 20 boards a game. Like that's unheard of. But that's... um especially like just imagine if he was playing today, like like how the game is more fast paced, has... more possessions. He has so many technical fouls. Like it's crazy, but if Des Robinson's gonna be on this list, and how can you not have Ben Wallace? How can you not have Draymond Green? Well, also, I would, yeah, no, Draymond Green's a stretch. Players. I would even put in, I wouldn't put Draymond Green there. That's a stretch. That's a stretch. And he, oh, and he's oh. won championships, and I wouldn't yeah. even put Draymond Green there. Draymond's a two-time Defensive Player of the Year. I don't. I just don't like players like Draymond Green. It's just sometimes I just question. It's just like like he has his purpose. Three-time I mean, champ. No. Draymond Green just play. He plays well in his purpose, like what he's what he's supposed. He does. He's really good at that's, doing what and, he's supposed to do. And that's what Dennis Rodman did. He played well in his purpose. He he perfected his role. Hmm. So. I don't know. Draymond Green in Team Seventy Five. That doesn't even sound right to me. But Bill Russell definitely. Pro typical winner, he deserves to be Dolph Shays. Uh, let me look up Dolph Shays, see how he compares to like today's NBA. I definitely know who he is. Um, he played for a team that don't even exist anymore. The Syracuse, what? Like, hold on, there's a basketball team called Syracuse back in the day, the Syracuse Nationals. Oh, there sure. we go. They're probably the ABA, I think. Probably. No, they, no, they were NBA franchise before. There was the Philadelphia 76ers. They were the Syracuse Nationals. Oh, gosh. So that's how the Philly they came to. Oh, oh yeah, he definitely his numbers still hold up. Highest career uh, average was 57.50. We have 24.9 points per game. Shot 90 percent from the free throw line. So yeah. Oh wait, no, hold on. He's a bad shooter. <laughs> He's a bad shooter because um, his career um, shooting percent was 38%. Shooting High, percentage from the field? Shoot, yeah, it was 38%. God. High, highest field goal percent was 40.1%. Uh, so he was basically a chucker. That man said, so, fuck it, we ball. Like, literally. <laughs> so I understand. Like, it was like he was just like a product of his time and all that. But a guy with that bad of a field goal percent, like, how could you have him on the list? So for Dolph Shade, I'll swap him out for like um Vince Carter. Cause Vince Carter was one like he's very impactful, had one of the great slam dunk contest performances. He basically put Toronto basketball on the map, you know. So that's yeah, I'll true. swap I'll swap Dolph Shade for Vince Carter. Bill Sharman, another guy from the fifties and the sixties. Uh, he played from nineteen fifty one to nineteen sixty one. With the Boston Celtics, um, eight-time All-Star, four-time NBA champ, seven-time All-NBA. Um, I'll say, yeah, yeah his spots is a career 18 points per game score. Uh, so, yeah, he's good. He's a shooting guard during the Bill Russell era. John Stockton, one of the greatest pure point guards of all time, definitely deserving. Isaiah Thomas, the only man to basically beat Jordan in his prime in the playoffs. So one of the kings, one of the um, honestly, he still is the greatest Detroit Pistons of all time. So definitely Zeke, he deserves to be here. Nate Thurman, one of the original Warrior greats, he's deserving. West Unsell, now the thing with West Unsell, he's like a career ten points per game score. But with what? But with Unsell, he's kind of like Boogie Cousins before Boogie Cousins in the sense that he was like your prototypical passing big man. 
kind of like how what you see today with Nikola Jokic and and all and um Demontis Sabonis and those dudes that was Wes Ensel back in the day. Okay. But um, he he wasn't really much of a scorer. But I will swap him out though. I'll swap him out in place of someone like Chris Webber, who I think deserves to be here, and he wasn't on this list for some one for some odd reason. C. Webb was not mentioned, and that dude was nothing short of just a winner. He won in Golden State back when you know, like during the run TMC days, when that team was broken up. He led them to the playoffs his rookie year. He goes to the Washington when there was not the Washington Bullets. He leads them to the playoffs. He goes to Sacramento Kings, leads them to the playoffs. They haven't been to the playoffs really. Although they did make it in 2006, and he was away from the team by then. But um, they weren't really like, yeah, they weren't really like a perennial playoff contender until after C. Webb left. So I was swat West and stuff for C. Webb. D. Wade, no question, hands down, he deserves to be here. Flash. Bill Walton, I have a problem with Bill Walton being on this list. And it's due to the fact that he was often injured. Now, are you familiar with Greg Oden, young blood? Yeah, I know who Greg right. Oden is. Bill Walton's basically like Greg Oden in the sense. Although he played more games than Greg Oden, had more success in the league than Greg Oden, but he kind of like had that injury label. Kind of like what like everybody said. Like, um, no, nah, I want to say Kawhi because like even – Bill Bill Walton, his best day wasn't as good as Kawhi Leonard. But um Walton missed like several seasons due to injury, and then he had to basically transition to be like a role player on the 86 Celtics, you know, to like keep his career going. And um, I know he won like a league MVP, um, part of one first and only Trailblazer championship team, but the man's um scored less than ten thousand points in the, in his career. You know, so it's like he's basically alters this off of like what he could have been, you know. And I feel like there's better centers, you know, like uh you could have easily put Dwight Howard in his spot because Dwight Howard has the accolades. Like, yeah, Howard's a role player right now, but D12 <laughs> during the Orlando days, that was something special. Yeah, you know, Dwight, the, yeah, Dwight Howard. And the, and the Magic haven't been the same since, you know, so since he left. So... I will definitely swap out Bill Wall for um, Dwight Howard. Jay West, the logo, definitely deserving. Russell Westbrook, he's deserving. No, wait, 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 wait. I don't, I don't think Russ – is it just because he averages he averages a triple-double like once or twice or one or two seasons? Like the only not, reason why he's there. He did it four times. Wait, then he did that shit four seasons? Yeah. And he averaged a triple. Okay, yeah, that nigga, okay, he shut me the fuck up. All right, yeah, now nah, that nigga deserves <laughs> to be there. Because for a minute, I'm like, okay, he did it once or twice. Okay, I think he, I nah. thought he did it like once or twice. No, he did it four times. Oh yeah, no, nah, my bad, Russell. You, yeah, you, you earned your spot. My bad. <laughs> and and he's the all-time triple doubles leader in the NBA. Oh history. yeah, no, yeah, no, yeah, he got it. No player has more. So yeah, Russ, he definitely deserves Lenny Wilkins. Um. I think well, I think of Lenny. I think of him more as a coach than as a player. But he was a pretty solid point guard. He's a pre- definitely a solid point guard. So um, I don't have nothing against Lenny Wilkins being on this list. Dominique Wilkins definitely, definitely deserves to be here. And James Worthy, who was basically like a co-star to Magic Johnson during the Showtime era. Yeah, he just des- he's deserving. But um, yeah. 
the main guys I had a problem with were from were um uh Bill Sharman, uh Bill Walton, and um Dave DeBusher. And I basically said I would put Chris Weber in those spots, Dwight Howard in those spots. I know I said Vince Carter, but you know what fuck that I'll put Clay Thompson. Because Clay Thompson, that was the thing that I was basically like him and D12, Dwight Howard, those were the two names that I was kind of like, you know, they should be the on most here. adamant about like, yeah, they should definitely be on this list. So Vince Carter, he came, he like he was a star in Toronto. Even a star in the early days with the New Jersey Nets, but his career quickly faded off because the fact that it seemed like he did not care much about the game after a certain point. Like he like he did not have to work ethic. They always say that Vince Carter was just as good as Kobe. Just as good. He just didn't work hard. He was a hooper. He didn't work as hard as Kobe. Tracy McGrady was just as good as Kobe. He just couldn't stay healthy. You know? But, um, yeah, but Chris Bosh, Dwight Howard, and Klay Thompson, those are the three names that I feel like should be on this list that weren't. See... And I'll come to make a case for C Web. The thing about this list, this shit not for me. <laughs> like this shit not for like kids my age, or, like 21, because our generation of basketball hasn't isn't history yet, if that makes any sense. Like our generation of what we view as like what I grew up watching isn't is still being played now. Like it's still being currently yeah. played. So I, I don't I think like in another 20 years, like team 95. Then I feel like team one hundred, team one hundred probably. Yeah, twenty five years. Yeah, twenty five years. I'll definitely have more of a conversation with that because like, yo, I watch Kobe play, I watch LeBron play, I watch this nigga play. Like, I'll probably have a better. But you said a lot of names, and I'm looking at a lot of names. I do not know these niggas. <laughs> like that's why for this whole segment, I've just been quiet listening because I don't know these niggas. Like, I only know a few I had to of put them. The team my back, dude. Yeah, like I don't know who. I I never heard of Dave Bing, um, Dave Dubusher. I don't even. Yeah, I didn't know that. He name. played like, for the Knicks. Yeah, so this is like his in New York. So it's like if unless like you're a real unless you're a young kid that really was into basketball, you'll probably fuck with this. But like, I mean, I'm really into basketball, but like. Yeah, nah. <laughs> like I, I know Johnson. I know like the the notables, but like, yeah, nah, dog. I was. This is more for y'all. But, it, but you know what's crazy? Like, like think of the names that were that you could make a case for that didn't make it. Like, like Paul T-Mac. George did not make it. Yeah, you Paul know, T Mac didn't T-Mac. make it. Some people have a problem with Dane making it. I don't. Uh, no, I don't because I don't either. Because Dane has been a part of like some like so many iconic moments, especially during the playoffs. Like hit so many big shots. He's prevalent you know, so. in the culture in the NBA. Like he's he's yeah. prevalent. Like yeah, Dane deserves that. I, I don't think I don't you know. Like like you said, if Dave De, if DeBusher can be here, why the fuck Dave Lillard can't be here? Like, I mean, like even like something like Dave Bing. Like like I'm like I don't. I, I didn't advocate for Dave Bain to be off the list due to like his impact that he has on the city of Detroit. But like Joe Johnson, you can make a case for Joe Johnson. I, I saw Joe. Top 75, you know, so that's another possible name. Like, but um, like I said, Chris Bosch, Dwight Howard, Clay Thompson, 
those are like the main three that I go hard for, and also like and um C Web as well, because C Web like can't be disrespecting C Web so much, man. Because it should have took him that long, even to this long to even get into the Naismith Memorial Basketball Hall of Fame. You know, so put some respect on C Web's name. But now that's our way. Like they like let's think of like this, right? With this whole 70th anniversary, because I'm, I'm not sure they're gonna honor all these players during All Star Weekend, like you know, like the like also like the 70th anniversary jackets and all. Because I know they did that for the 50th anniversary. But um, let's say for instance, you had All Star, you had an All Star game, you had an opportunity, like you know, so like let's say uh, a player like throws their jacket to like the odds, or they leave their jacket behind accidentally, right? And you had the opportunity, you're there, you pick it up, like and Security country, like, oh, like, such and such want their jacket back. Like, what basically would you offer up, you know, in exchange to get the jacket? Off me, offer up to get the jacket? Yeah. So I'm the player, or am I the person that has the jacket? You're the person that has the jacket. Let's say for, you're saying courtside, right? Gotcha. And, was, and the player, the legend, just had like their jacket, you know, it's almost sure they'll wear it, but um, they had their jacket behind their seat. And then they just accidentally they left. left. Okay. Um, I wouldn't, I'm not stingy. I think I would just probably want some, like, I guess some sign. It depends on who the player is, though. Like, that's the thing. Like, if, like I said, if it's a nigga I don't know, like Dave, Dave Bing, I'm like, all right, he had a shit. I don't know who that nigga is. It's just like, <laughs> I'm dead ass. Like, I don't know who this nigga is. Okay, cool. But if it's like Isaiah Thomas or Michael Jordan or like, you know, Clyde Drexler. Like, if it's one of those. Okay, people, what if it's an okay, athlete that you know, but you don't like? Know that I don't like? Oh, I'm keeping it. No, you if, know, but you don't like them. Oh, if I if I don't like, like you, me, like it. Out of spite. I'm keeping it out of spite. Because <laughs> it's just like, I don't like you, but you if, if you want it, you have to come off of something. Like, that's how I look at it. If I don't like you and I got your jacket, you're going to have to come off of something. Like, you're going to have to. He got to bring. He got to run me a bitcoin. He got to run me something. Now, because the, the reason why I say this is because um, it's not so much related like in regards to NBA because uh, I'll because like I wouldn't like. There's not many players in the NBA that I despise or anything like that. You know, even Chris, Chris Paul. Paul. I I want to say I despise Chris Paul. I just say that his his values his career is overrated. Like in, in regards to him being like a leader, I just don't see it in him. But uh, and this was the NFL. Can I have several players that I do not like? One of them being Tom Brady, and Tom Brady, <laughs> Tom Brady, threw his 600 career touchdown pass this past Sunday to Mike Evans in their win against um, the Chicago Bears, and Mike Evans unknowingly gave the ball to a fan, and the fan thinking like. Oh, shit. <coughs> damn! That should happen. We gonna edit that out. Bless you. <laughs> Thank you. But um, the fan had the ball. I'm probably thinking, oh shit! I got Tom Brady 600 um touch 600 um touchdown pass. Like it's lit. I'm gonna go on eBay. I'm gonna sell this. Whatever the case may be. I don't know. Maybe try to turn this shit into like an NFT or some shit. <laughs> right? He's saying like he's good. But then, like, a Tampa Bay representative came. I'm like, hey, like, Tom Brady wants that ball. And I know, like, I know, like, originally they said that the, the fans supposed to get, like, some 
team merchandise and I got I think a one thousand dollar gift card for the I know team exactly store and what shit. he was what he was offered because I saw it like I think they said he was gonna have two signed Tom Brady jerseys, one signed Mike Evans jersey, a signed helmet from Tom Brady, a thousand dollar like gift, a thousand dollars to like go get anything at like the buck store, yeah. two season tickets, and one Bitcoin from Tom Brady. All for the football. Do you think that's worth it? It's definitely not worth it. I think, well, okay. And the, yes and no. Like, is it worth it financially? No. Because that ball over the years is probably going to be worth like a million dollars. So financially speaking, no, it really wasn't worth it. But morally, it's just like, I mean, yeah. Like, you went to a game and you it, accidents happen, shit happens. You just want to go watch the game, and now you got one Bitcoin. Hella shit. Probably Bitcoin, a Bitcoin right now, as we speak, is at 60000 So he's good. He up 60, so He up 60K. He didn't even do nothing. He just was at the right place at the right time. So, I mean, is it worth it? Yeah, it's worth it. I mean, again, it's Tom Brady. You're a Bucks fan, so obviously you don't want to be an asshole. You obviously like Tom Brady. So it's like... Yeah, I think it was worth it. And plus, it's like, the fuck? Like, just give it back. Like, it's just like, nigga, like, you're still at the stadium. Like, like if he left and they did try to go track this nigga down to go get it, that's one thing. But you stayed. It's like, you're still yeah, here. So, yeah, I, like, if I would have got that ball, I would have jetted right out the stadium. Everyone said the same thing on Twitter. Like, I would have dipped. I mean, I would have dipped, too. That was what I got. It's like, yo, it's official. Yeah, I can verify it. Bro, you put that at a safe somewhere. You don't open it to, like... That nigga retires or some shit, and then it's like shit. Justin Price, so yeah, no, nah, he definitely should have dipped. But I feel, I feel like now he's like, man, I should have left. <laughs> he's just like yeah, sitting back in his like, house because, like, yeah, like one Bitcoin, like yeah, one Bitcoin right now the most is worth over sixty k. But hey, like although like we're expecting Bitcoin to continue to go up, but like right now Bitcoin is moving sideways, and this man he probably don't know much about investing. Man, honestly, one thousand dollars in the team store, that, man. That's like three items. A jersey, a hundred some dollars. <laughs> you can't you even know, get a jersey like, for like, yo, yeah, that's crazy. And but the thing is, why would they give him the store credit when he's getting memorabilia? Like he's already getting like authenticated ass memorabilia. So what the? Thank you. What is the point of this? Like. I already have like three of these jerseys, and I'm getting yeah. two side ones. Like, he, one like he's getting like all the graduates from Mike Evans, Tom game worn jerseys. Like, like, but the ball is worth more. The ball right now probably worth like half a mil, like right now. And this man gets it. I mean, like I like I said, yes and no. Like financially speaking, no, it's not worth it because obviously that ball in the future is gonna be worth probably a smooth million, if not a couple million, but. I guess morally is like, yeah, I guess it was worth it because I came to a game with nothing. And I left with 60K for doing nothing. And I had two season tickets to the team I like. So, I mean, I guess so. But I mean, some niggas don't have morals. Some, some niggas don't care. <laughs> yeah, with that 60K, who knows? He could cash it out. If he don't know much about Bitcoin, he could just cash, cash that it shit out. Up. Yeah, because he so. don't know about Bitcoin. No. You got you to gotta cash out and buy some Ethereum or Ethereum. I don't know how to say it, but that one. 
Ethereum? I think it's Ethereum. I don't know. That was Ethereum. One of them shits. Yeah. You know, we we might do a podcast in the future. Because I'm working on some spin-off um, content. So one of them we have in mind is regards to, like, financial literacy. And uh, because I'm kind of inspired by, like, the Wall Street Trapper, Earn Your Leisure, you know, all the, you know, these black men that's, like, you know, promote, like, financial freedom and how to go about it, like, without, like, not slaving throughout the whole nine to five process, like learn to, how to invest in crypto, learn how to invest in stocks, trade it by the option, trade in Forex, you know, so. And here's the thing about that, Forex is a scam, but here's the thing about No, that. no, 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 it's not a scam, it's not a scam. Forex niggas. You gotta be not, careful, you gotta be careful with the MLMs no, though. Cause, no, MLMs. you're not gonna do this, because Forex niggas, I hate them niggas, because they always say, yo, you work at Target, your life is ass. I'm like, nigga, you don't got a car, you still, we in the same I'm in a better position than you. Forest niggas, they gave y'all niggas a bad rap. But financial literacy, I think, I is important. And I think I think what people don't understand is like a nine to five, for me at least. I guess a nine to five for me, I I like it because it's consistent. I like consistent money because then if I have consi- if I have a consistent stream of income, I can take that and like calculate, take that and then invest it into this. And do this and then like if i have a hobby that i enjoy that turns into something that's profitable that nine to five can somewhat fund these other things so i think people nine to fives have a bad rap like if you have a white collar nine to five like if you're like a software engineer somewhere if you're like a white collar nine to five that pays pretty decent dog you get health benefits insurance in the states i don't know who if you're listening to this outside of the country but in the united states insurance isn't cheap Healthcare isn't cheap. None of this is cheap. This is not free. So to be with a to be with a corporation or a company that pays for that, that's a lot of that. That's a lot that you now don't have to pay for. But people don't think about that because they see nine to five and it doesn't say entrepreneur and they lose their mind. It's just like oh, right. say if anybody's an entrepreneur, then where's all the employees at? <laughs> Yeah, you know I mean, like everyone doesn't want to be a boss. Like I think I know this is not, not a financial. It's not meant for everybody. I I know it's not a financial podcast. But hey, I'm we a, get we get them a sneak preview regards to what they can expect. This is not a financial podcast, this. but it is out of bounds. Out of bounds is for everything, not sports, but relationships and everything. There's a lot of shit that can be out of bounds and can get technicals for. What technical is this? I don't. What technical is niggas that think everyone gotta be a boss? Because if we're all a boss. That's not like you said, who's going to I work at these places? Like, like literally, some people want to live a life where they're just comfortable and they can just exist and be comfortable, and that's fine. Like everyone doesn't want to wear Gucci. Everyone doesn't want to have twenty five cars. Like some people just really want to at least make a smooth sixty to seventy thousand, be middle class, and just enjoy their lives. And I can and respect that's cool. that that's because. Cool. Yo, I'm chilling. I can get a boat. You know, I can go be with my family. I can go on a boat. We can go on trips. Like, we're good. Like, it is what it is. Like, I just, I just so happen to like clothes. I like fashion. I like clothes. I like shoes. And I like, I like cars. And I like certain things that, like, yeah, I may need a little bit more money for these things. But a lot of people don't want to be a boss. And I respect it because everyone's not made to be a boss. Like, everyone's just not, everyone's not, everyone's not built to be a boss. It's just, I'm just not gonna break my back for nothing. I think that's how I look at it. It's like I'm not gonna be a boss, but you're not gonna exploit me either. So there you go. There you um, go. 
Hey, ladies and gentlemen, that's just a sneak preview. The type of oh content that you can expect <laughs> because the podcast that focus solely on financial literacy It's not going to be like the typical beer that you get from all around. I tell you, like, oh, like do this and do that. Like, this is the mindset that you, that you need to have. We're going to give you the full perspective. Like, hey, like, this is the reality of the situation. And although, yeah, you might be working nine to five, but that does not have to be like only thing that you're known for. Like, what can you can be doing with that nine to five money, you know, to create supplemental income on the side, you know? So, these are all things that you can't expect. But, yeah. um, oh, yeah, I mean, go ahead. I'm really having an accountant. Like, see, I'm a, I was having a thing like, yo, I just want an accountant. Not an accountant. I just want a personal, like, accountant to tell me, like, yo, this is what you're doing. Like, all right, cool. Like, what, what should we do? Like, I, I mean, I'm going to be educated on it, but it's like. And I'm, glad, and I'm glad you said that you want to be educated about it because my thing is this. It's cool star not to basically have, like, a, like a, an accountant, like somebody that's, like, um, like, keep track of your books and all that. But at the end of the day, if I'm paying somebody to do that, I want to learn how to do it myself. Yeah, I think eventually, but I think I think the starting out process. Yeah, starting out I'm, but I'm over a, time. Because I know for me, I'm a visual learner, so it's like I go into my account's office and like we sit down, we go over the books, and he tells me, like, "Yo, you know, we should invest in this, this, and this, and I think this would be good for your investments, or whatever, whatever." I think after like a year or two of that, and I start to educate myself, like, "All right, cool, it's been real." Thank you. I think I got him here. That's how I look at it. You know, starting off in my career, like yeah, my uh, professional career, definitely having like, you know, just it is just education. I think niggas is just like, yeah, just, you know, invest. And I think for me, I mean, sneakers are an investment for me. Like really when you think about it now, I mean, nowadays, anything can be really an investment because it's like niggas is reselling sneakers. Well, if you're not a reseller, that's like OP. But if you have, a, if you have sneakers that are just, you know, you have some low-key heat from back in the day in your closet, like some dunks or something that are still in good condition. You can resell those for a pretty couple, you know, pretty pennies. So it's like anything is somewhat of investment when you look at it that way. So, you know, I collect cameras. I like cameras. I have a lot of Japanese cameras that I shoot with and I use. And I know when I get older, I may keep a lot of them or I may be like, you know, I don't really want this. It's still in good condition. You know, it was an investment. So who knows? There you go. There you go. But you guys, like I said, you want this um type of content in the future. Like I got my guy Kalo, that's part of the Tribal Culture family, cooking up something. So stay tuned for that. But uh, we reached a point in the show, like, man, like an hour, like six minutes and going. So who who knew we would get so much content out of like three topics? <laughs> hey man, like I said. It's what we do, man. It's what we be That's doing. What we do. That's what we do. But I, right, my brother, plug yourself, man. Let everybody know where they can find hey, your social man. media, what you're working on, all that good stuff. Um, you can find me on all social media if, you, if y'all don't know. The you know also on everything, TikTok, Snapchat, WhatsApp. I don't know whatever WhatsApp is, but every every social media platform is just the you know Austin. And um, I'm working on. Season one, trying to wrap up off the racks of season one, um, getting everything ready for that. And then I'm probably going to have some articles for the fall time. Make sure y'all cozy this winter. Make sure your girl don't take your hoodies. I got y'all. We finna get some fall essentials popping. Some articles and yeah, that's really about it. So that's all I got. Uh, hey man, that's that's great. And we gotta say author racks, and you guys might think like, oh my god, when the next episode? Listen, slow and steady wins the race. See, we're all about quality over here. 
not yeah. quantity. So we go put something out. We want to make sure that it's top quality, like yeah. you know. So that's what we that's what we aiming for. I know, and I know the man in the middle, Mister Donnie. Do not call me Donovan Wilkins. Is not here this week, but you guys can find him at Donnie D um, dot O double N double I E. I think I I hope that's right. <laughs> he said I hope I said that right. If know. not, because I can't see for sure. I ain't got my glasses on right now. But um, um, if I'm wrong, then uh, y'all can read. <laughs> y'all can read. <laughs> It's right there. And as for me, um, find me at Liddell D Fashionista. I'm also the moderator on the True Culture IG page. So you want to acquire me guys like event coverages. If you're an artist and then you want interviews, holler at me. Your artist and you have like a show, you want some coverage for it, holler at me. If you're trying to like promote an event and you want like a sponsorship um packet with us, holler at me. You want to be blasting on the front page of our website. It gets over a million hits per month and averages about over 32,000 weekly visitors. Holla at me and we just go from there. All right, but um, this has been um, Out of Bounds. Wait, hold on. Before we go, kind of we spoke about the Arizona Cardinals earlier. Thursday night football, Packers Cardinals. Who you got? You know what color we wearing tonight? Well, you're wearing red and I'm wearing green. Hey, like I said, tonight... We rock it with Arizona. My boy Kyler Murray out there in Arizona. So I'm going to go with the Cardinals. That's my guy, Kyler Murray. Right, I'm going to go with Aaron Rodgers. That bad. Like, seriously, he's our bad man. I'm going to go with that bad man, Aaron Rodgers, is going to Packers, man. So, all right. Get all, that right. all right, ladies and gentlemen, hope that you enjoyed this week's edition of Out of Bounds. You know, victory wasn't in full effect this week, but you know what? To make that thing all right, you know what I'm saying? So, um, until next week, you know, we'll holler at y'all. Peace.